0: Okay.
1: what is up everybody welcome back to a run your mouth podcast special post fourth of july edition kicking off july with none other than bobby the bank from com. what is going up mr going on mr robert
0: just another day here in paradise uh celebrated fourth of july yesterday doing work we were doing a lot of orders at the, the warehouse we got, uh, we got a like a rush for the season because it's Summertime, it's hot, and people's balls are sticking to their, to their <laughs> legs. So I, I think they're uh, it's the uh, the
1: sheath the sheath holiday emergency team doesn't stop for nothing. If people's balls yeah. are uh, sticking to their legs, they're getting at you're getting after it.
0: Quick reactionary force, QRF. Yeah, we we handle orders quickly. We typically get them out the same day. Just in case you guys didn't know, we try to compete with Amazon on that level try to provide the best service. Yeah. If people for took customers. the
1: step to improve their lives and step up their underwear game. You don't want to leave them waiting. You know what I mean? No. If they've decided that they want to make a change in their life and start living better, you want to help them get on it immediately. I had a, I had a great 4th of July. Uh, okay. I went out to Brooklyn, BK Chris put on, uh, an event and, uh, they did this like, dude, they did like, I, I felt like I walked into 1990s Brooklyn cause they were doing uh, backyard wrestling in nice. like, where it shouldn't have been going on and it makes it so much more dangerous which makes it thrilling where you're like (sighs) there's not there's no mat for these people to hit into in the first match which i missed some guy went like through the fence and ended up needing an ambulance and it's like nice it's a weird thrill because you're not actually watching a fight you know that both sides are in on it It, it's it's almost like watching jackass live or it's like you don't want to see the people get hurt but you're almost curious how they can do this without getting hurt and it was—I uh, haven't gone to like a lot of live wrestling events, but it was—it was, it was uh, Zach Amico puts on a hell of a show, and it was fascinating oh, to God. watch. He was participating, Zach. Yeah, Zach wrestled in one of the matches, and I think Yikes. he had organized it. He was kind of like the manager. Uh, I—I'll actually put out a picture. I got some videos of it, but at some point, like they put like spaghetti into his forehead, which looked like it was the most painful thing I'd ever seen. Uh, he was walking around like. Uh, um, I want to say a rate. What's the movie with the guy who's got like all the needles coming out of his yeah, face? Hel- a- Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, he almost looked like uh, <laughs> a Hellraiser. And then uh, Mike Nice got up there and he rapped. And then I drove back to do a late night part of the problem. And I've never had this experience. I like fireworks casually. Like if I, like if someone, if I go over to someone's house and they have fireworks and they're blasting it off, and you're right there, that's really cool. Or like yeah. if suddenly I hear fireworks, I walk outside and I could see a good view of it. I'm a fan of that actually going somewhere for fireworks puts a little bit too much on what's not that interesting you see what i'm saying Uh, it's like if i can casually catch fireworks i'm like oh that's cool there's fireworks if i actually make a thing out of going out to see fireworks i'm like this is disappointing i was driving on the highway you you get what i'm saying on that
0: yeah tell me about tell me more you're driving on the highway
1: so, yeah, I was driving uh, back from the city and it was interesting uh, because I was able to catch like a lot of the fireworks show while I was on the highway. And so it was like you're catching it from all angles. You almost get a little bit of a feeling like the cities are being attacked because the, the, the highway is so smoky and I'm like speeding between cars like I got to get out of here. So I was having fun with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, just being i did an idiot hear in my one, own head.
0: One firework at all last night. I don't know how how we got away with that because typically they do them at the, um off the mountain in our. You can't right. really see it right now, but they just uh, we have like a fire ban going on here in Colorado because of all the wildfires. So. The best. Right. Of you, you never
1: you never want to be the asshole that takes down the forest because you insisted on your fireworks, even when Smokey the Bear said, "Hey, no fires out there." Yeah, you
0: don't want to be that guy. And a couple of guys were that guy recently. And some guy he took the call uh, like the ashes out of his fireplace recently and just threw them in the backyard, and then didn't realize there were some hot embers in the
1: ashes, and it started, started this wildfire, like burned down like a hundred acres. You gotta pee on got the arrested. coals. That's that. That's a. Yeah. It's a, You know what I mean? If you're ever yeah. outside, that was always my thing. If I was ever tailgating, you gotta pee out your coals. It's part of the experience. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, you got to, you got to, three guys like all in a circle. You don't look at each other's wieners, but you can respect each other's streams. <laughs> and you got to put, you got to put out your fire like a man. That's the only way to do it. The, the, like, you know what I'm saying? Your barbecue's not over until you've peed out the coals.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you watch Alone or Naked and Afraid, every time they leave their camp, they always make sure and like pee out the coals. I've seen it.
1: Oh, I thought I I thought that was just my own uh, stupidity. All right, <laughs> I'm just joking. Bobby. They don't pee it about. Oh, Go okay, you, you, you sold me on that. All right, so give it give us to it. Uh, get it. I'm gonna get into the news after this. What do you got for us coming up into July? We're already middle of the summer. We're first starting off summer porch tour because it was a late start. But thanks to your vision board, we're doing more cities this year than ever. I got like uh, I think like 18 cities or something crazy coming wow. up. Wow.
0: Yeah. You're, you're blowing up, taking off getting map. well um number 1 i i asked chat gpt i was like what should i talk about for success tomorrow and and it said to i'm sorry but i did and it said to have a positive mental attitude and i really can't argue with that i mean I, i'm not sure if i've done that every single time we've had our little conversations but um just have you know cuz you're going to run into obstacles Things are gonna go go wrong, but there's always a way to figure out how to overcome whatever obstacles arise. Otherwise, if you're negative, you might quit and the game is over. If you want to play the game, you got to stay in it, and stay in it, you got to pretty much stay positive because otherwise, you're gonna succumb to just like that negative, defeating attitude and give up. And in order to not give up, you got to stay positive and keeping it simple. yeah, I mean it's the power of positive thinking. There's like a million books about positive success through a positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill. I highly recommend that. So many examples of people that overcame challenges like that were like insurmountable. There's a story about this guy who was a black guy in 1908 selling soap door to door became a multimillionaire because he just kept like doing he kept selling fucking soap bars of soap and you would think maybe what do you think like his that,
1: sale what do you think that guy's sales pitch was did they document that i wish they
0: had because it would probably be quite interesting now i know you, know.
1: you heard bad things about people of my kind, and you must think i'm a stinky fella but i implore <sighs> you to take a whiff right here between my arms and you'll see good sir that is the smelliest nicest smelling arm you ever smelt
0: and it's all due to this soap and i can sell you a whole box of it right here right now and you'll never think again and it'll keep you clean (laughs) and fresh forever i that would have been a sight to behold i imagine him with a big old smile and just you know overwhelming you with kindness and positivity what happened to
1: his uh to his soap recipe is it out there what was the guy's name why don't you go launch um, that brand and pretend like it's a black owned business that's money on the table robert
0: I know. What was the guy's name? It was like fucking Johnson and Johnson or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Keeping it simple, positive mental attitude. I stand by it. It's the only way to get anything done. Uh, Robert, what are the new summer styles? I want, I think someone stole my, uh, my Donald Cerrone longer underwears.
0: Those, those are the new, those are new. We, we just re-released the wave pattern which is, you know, fun for the summer because it's the way to go to the beach. Um, We don't have that many new styles yet. We have uh, quite a few coming in December. We got some new shirts that are, you know, I don't know if you've worn our shirts, but they're made out of bamboo. They're super comfortable. We just restocked all the styles. They're kind of like the same styles we've had for a few years, but they're so comfortable. We didn't want to change anything per se so we got shirts we're out of hoodies but we're getting new hoodies made hopefully we have those before february of next year because i want to get them in for the winter i'm still a big fan of the hoodie but we the, the Cerrone pairs are fresh we got the iceberg pairs still those we were trying to sell those out by summer and it's not happening quite yet but the malice pair I don't, if any of you guys know who Michael Malice is we have a dynamite pair and we've had it for a little while but they're almost gone we're not going to redo them ever again they look That's like it.
1: dynamite you know limited limited time all right yeah. mr robert thank you for hopping on as always looking forward to being out in uh uh denver at some point and uh i'm going to have to start practicing my stair climbs
0: okay well make sure you guys yeah you better get on that cuz Anyways, go to sheathunderwear.com. use promo code RYM. What, what is your... RYM? Yeah, I, I was going to say Robbie or something. RYM, use that code cuz his his code is slacking a little bit.
1: Just Uh-oh. Uh-oh, pick up the <laughs> pick it up, boys. All right. Come on, you got to Robert...
0: support the support the podcast, it supports you. Anyways, okay, thank you, Robbie.
1: Until next time, my friend. We'll see you soon. All right. And now let's get into the news. Start a little late so we reversed the order we had robert on for uh our business tips and uh positive mental attitude that's a classic and i I gotta i gotta remind myself of that a lot because uh the inner person in me goes let's just call it a day yeah come on that's not gonna happen we're not gonna get through that task let's go eat some donuts but if you can remind yourself that you might actually get the thing done if you don't eat the donuts, it might actually get done. So you know, simple business tips. All right, let's get into news topics. We do have quite a bit to cover. Uh, drum up that that backbeat music for me. But it, do 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 First is why Ben Affleck just can't even. Have you guys seen this? It's just every time the guy's so wealthy, he's got that ha- hot piece of ass, and every time you look at the guy, he just he can't even. All right, the next the books Hunter Biden was reading while doing coke at the White House. I'll tell you what happened here. You know, things are falling apart for this Biden family. And Hunter realizes, I'm going to have to step it up. Daddy can't do the job anymore. He's losing too much of his wits. Even the pharmaceuticals that I'm giving to my pops, it's not giving, he doesn't have a spring in his step anymore. He's walking around like he's shuffling, like the wind-up doll is running out of steam. It's on the last couple of steps. And he's realizing that Joe doesn't have it anymore. And he's like, it's on me. I'm going to have to put this family back together. And in order to do that, well, I'm going to have to read myself some books. And if I'm going to read myself some books, I'm going to need myself my cocaine. And so he hit that presidential library. And so that he was he was going to learn everything. I mean, think about the, the records, how good the books must be in the, the presidential library. Uh, you think that they planted that? I mean, they must have cameras in the presidential library. Are they gonna come forward and let us know who left cocaine at the White House? I mean, it's pretty funny that they had to evacuate the entire building and then the Secret Service just had to call someone and go, hey, was uh, Hunter here over the weekend? I'm pretty sure we got a big bag of cocaine. How big was this bag of cocaine? And didn't anyone think to snort it before calling in the bomb scare and evacuating the building? I mean, how do you think a big bag of anthrax just ended up in the library? You think they're setting up Hunter Biden? finally the guy gets off he gets a nice little slap on the wrist and they tell him listen we understand that you owned a gun that you were living a lifestyle where you were doing crack driving 180 miles per hour driving down the freeway because when you're on crack that's just normal speed at that point I mean to become a race car driver you don't even see the obstacles coming at you you're three steps ahead of everything so anyways they go listen you lied on your form but we'll let you off the hook as long as you stop doing the cocaine's and he's like, all right, I'll stop doing the cocaines. Just please don't put me in jail. You know, my, my daddy's the president. That's not going to look good. What do we have to do to make this all go away? And so they slapped him on the wrist and it went away until cocaine turned up at the White House. You think that's what's going on? They're ramping up. They're, they're poking at old Joe Biden. I mean, usually you wait till the guy dies to poke him with the stick. But now they're poking with him to be like, hey, it's it's time for you to give up here. Kamala needs to have her moments so that we can finally have a first black, uh, female president because, uh, clearly she's not going to win, but at least we could have the historic moment. And then when the thing falls, it uh, falls apart. We can blame it on her. And we would prefer that than blaming it on you. Uh, but you know, we're first finding out about the cocaine at the white house. Who knows where that's going to go. But the very fact that like, How would we react as a country if we found out that there was rape at the White House or murder at the White House? And cocaine, I think there's still people doing significant amounts of time in jail. Maybe not just for possession, but I think probably for for slinging it and selling it. I don't know. There is, uh, we should all probably be a little bit more upset that we got a president who goes, anyone even with something of this size should clearly be in jail. And then your own kid doing it left and right, even up in the White House, and everyone's just okay with it. All right, next up, we've got backlash over the Barbie movie brainwashing. Because we all know when you go with your kids and you watch yourself a little Disney Pixar film and they start putting up maps and diagrams on a board, you absorb it. And I, I don't understand why uh, why won't Taiwan recognize uh, the, that China has a tail? I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing floating islands here. You think that was a mess up or you think it was intentful? You think Mattel got its orders from China and they're like, listen, you can make this movie, but if you're gonna have a map, you better have our tail up on that map. All right, next we have uh, global warming has France on fire. Have you guys seen what's going on in France? Cause it's turning those white people brown and putting the buildings on fire. I mean, uh, what, the global warming is really, it's getting out of control. We've got full cities and first world countries just burning. Uh, because these buildings were not properly fireproofed for uh, the new temperatures that we're experiencing. Um, I don't quite understand French politics other than uh, that Macron parting with Elton John probably isn't going to fix that situation. And I'm certainly not going to come out as pro the French and don't murder kids at traffic stops. I mean, clearly murdering kids at traffic stops is not good public policy. Even if it's, uh, you know, an immigrant population that you don't like as much as your own, you still can't just kill kids at traffic stops. That's clearly not going to make for good policy, but it also doesn't look great when it seems like a, uh, population of people that you let immigrate, immigrate into your country, uh, go, Hey, we're taking this thing over. All right. Next we got, well, an accidental nuclear explosion in Ukraine wipe out the accidental bio labs, juicy developments out in the Ukraine. It's amazing how much of, uh, how much Russian infrastructure the Russians are looking to sabotage. Uh, First they decided, hey, instead of selling oil and natural gas, or more accurately, instead of selling natural gas to Germany, we could just blow up our own pipeline. We could just do that. And instead of having a dam here, you know, and, and, and cities in the areas that we've already conquered, we could flood them. We could do that. And instead of not having a nuclear explosion, we could have a nuclear explosion. I mean, these Russians are really going off the rails. Whatever they can get their hands on and blow up of their own infrastructure, it's like the way that we enjoy fireworks, that's the way the Russians celebrate their independence, is they look at the infrastructure that they've already conquered and they go, how can we make this thing explode? Uh, I just wonder from a uh, forward-looking standpoint, you know, we're over here, and uh, we're a bunch of dumb hippies just looking for countries to get along and for everyone to have freedom, wealth, and prosperity. A very simple message that sometimes gets lost in these convoluted rambles. But you look at what's going on, Russia, Ukraine, us going, NATO's coming all the way up to your doorstep and it's not an option for us not to be all the way up your doorstep. You- Putin going, Hey, that's my red line. Biden going, I don't care what color line it is. I don't even see colors anymore. That's what our whole leftist movement's all about. So that's it. I'm going in there. And so Biden, he goes, you know, they, 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 they pushed, they pushed, they push things escalate. You make sure that, uh, we don't walk away with no peace deals. And now we're already at the point that, uh, not that a nuclear bomb, but there might end up with a nuclear explosion. Doesn't sound like this is going in the right direction. And then I was also just wondering, cause I've heard about how good the soil is out in the Ukraine's. Apparently these people, they got the best soil on the whole world. Apparently that's why you got all this bread coming out of the Ukraine's is because that soil is juicy. That's the juiciest soil on God given earth. I wonder if, uh, would a nuclear explosion permanently ruin the soil of, well, uh, I guess isn't Chernobyl out there and they still grow stuff. How does that work? Is Chernobyl in Ukraine or is it somewhere else in Russia? Shows what the fuck I know. All right, and then uh, last uh, topic uh, for us to get into, and liberals on why July 4th must be stopped. We can't be celebrating freedom while we're still on the tribal lands conquered by the Indians. I mean, if you're gonna enjoy delicious, fresh Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you gotta pledge allegiance to the fact that we've stolen from other people and we can't be celebrating freedom with such a horrible history so no more no more july 4th everybody that's what the liberals want all right so let's get into it because we do uh have quite a bit to cover so let's start with um anyone know what i wanted to start with i'm getting an error here i'm uh oh i had video of this supposed flying car we're not gonna be able to see the video but i had video you guys can go just youtube flying car video Uh, so they're claiming they got this flying car and I'm calling bullshit. Cause you know why? If you got a car that could fly, why aren't you showing me the flying car? Why are you showing me diagrams of a supposed flying car? Just show me the flying car. And when you tell me, Hey, the technology is finally here. We're going to have flying cars for you. And then you don't have a guy flying in a car. That's suspicious. You know what makes it even more suspicious when you got one of these juke carpet salesmen on a street corner type people explaining to me how the technology may or may not work. Cause it doesn't even exist yet. Is this what's going on? You guys already just somehow partnered with government, got the UFO technology, claiming you got the flying cars and then you don't have the flying cars? It's fine. We've already moved on as a species from having flying cars. That was the dream, right? We're all gonna have cars that can fly. We're thought, hey, we're gonna get to a future that's gonna be flying cars. The flying car thing didn't happen and we moved on. We're okay with it. They put porn on the internet and we're like, listen, I, I can jerk off in 3D. I can go on Tinder and, and see how many women are uninterested in me. We've got enough great technology here, right? And then they come and they tease us. They go, no, 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 we do have the flying car. And I'm just calling this ahead of time. This is going to be the next uh, thing that General Motors, hey, these trucks can drive themselves and do it all on electricity. And then you start putting all the money in, the IPOs come out, and then you find out that the books have been cooked the entire time. There's There's no underlying technology there. It's just people buying options, selling the options, propping up the stocks. And you're telling me that you got flying cars, and then here's the way that this flying car operates. It doesn't have wings. Doesn't even have a. Doesn't even have a body or an engine or motors. It's just like this mesh outside that can magically float in the air as their 3D diagram. Because I guess they haven't done test flights yet, but somehow the FDA or FAA or whatever organization puts a stamp of approval on flying cars gave this one the approval. And I think the idea on this thing is that you're going to drive on roads. You'll mainly drive on roads. And then when you hit obstacles, you can just skip the obstacles because you're the one guy in the $300,000 flying car. But then what happens when someone on the other side's also got a $300,000 flying car, you got a down tractor trail and you go, I'm going to skip this thing. That guy goes, I'm going to skip this thing. And then you just crash midair. And then, you know, people are like sitting in their cars going, good thing I didn't get the flying car, man. I'd be nervous. You think you'd enjoy driving a flying car? I feel like I'd be nervous, especially if it was, uh, running off electricity. And you're like, did I plug this, did I charge this thing properly? Think about how many times you're like looking at your phone, it's got 2% battery, and you're just hoping that you'll be able to get through that important work haul, that for some reason, you didn't wait until your uh, phone was down to 2% battery. And then imagine that, but for charging your flying car. I'd be even nervous with gasoline. I usually let my car go all the way down. I'm Cosmo cramming that, even though I'm paying for the gas. I'm curious, you play that game, seeing how big of a bill you can get because you took your car that close to empty, because the closer, the closer you get to empty in terms of refilling your car, the closer you are to winning. I don't know what game, but that's just the way it works. All right, moving forward. Pornhub. If you're living out in Virginia, Pornhub put out the following message. Dear user, as you may know, your elected officials in Virginia are requiring us to verify your age before allowing you access to our website. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution. Until a real solution is offered, we have made the difficult decision to completely disable access to our website in Virginia. So for all you Virginia listeners out there, you guys don't have access to Pornhub anymore. And that's why I've got a business plan. The uh, Kratom's, if you're listening, the Sheet's, if you're listening, everyone out there, if you're listening, you want you want something, a business that you can actually invest in something that's going to be real brick and mortar stores, not promises of flying cars that doesn't exist. Well, we're going to do uh, Rob's porn outposts, and we're specifically going to target the corners. We, you need the corners. We're going to go to the corners of states. And I I think just past the Virginia border, I'll probably call it something like MIA, which will stand for the Masturbation Enthusiasts of America. And I, I think if we pull this off right, we probably get Planned Parenthood type money. Make a nice designation where, you know, if you're not getting along well in your marriage and you don't have proper access to porn, large TV screens, lube, squeegee boys, not boys. Not boys you, you like this like we're, we're, we're adults. I'm t- full-scale adults preferably people that recently off the border and when you're finished and you leave a large load wherever you, wherever you're leaving it they used to have this in Times Square they used to be squeegee boys. they used to have nudie boots We're gonna bring back nudie boots but in a classier fashion with government funds Planned Parenthood type operation we get out there and we talk about how this is needed for men's health. And so anyways you get your, you get your squeegee boys who aren't boys just to clarify once again they're full adults that needed jobs and are very happy to do the work and then you you finish blowing your load and they come into the room they do the ymca thing you know but but, but, but once again it's got nothing to do with the boys but they got they got the equipment they, they do the dance they do the dance they got the they got the mops the squeegee thing and then they compliment very nice load sir it's a very nice load they, they compliment you. And then you get to go back to your wife and kids that you hated and limited porn access. But, you know, if you can just cross that Virginia border, you're safe to drop some loads. And then you get to watch the whole procession of the squeegee boys that aren't boys coming out and cleaning it up. It's a good time. I think border stores uh, for every border stores are fun having to cross a border to do something that you can't do in your own state, you feel like a badass. Like I remember once being a kid, maybe like eight years old, and my dad didn't have any booze on a Sunday. And so we had to drive to Porchester to booze and I didn't care about the booze, but it was just fun going on an operation where you got to cross a state line just so you can procure an object that isn't legal in your own state. And then you got to put it into the trunk, sneak it back. Ever go on a fireworks run, you go into a state, pick up fireworks so you can get back into your state. You ever go gamble in a state you couldn't gamble? I'm talking over-the-border sheds where whatever's illegal in your state, we have right there ready to go. And then we can, we can pull moves in like the parking lot where it's like a whole mix-up, like in a movie. You pull in one entrance, you leave another entrance so the cops can't follow you. They don't know what shed you walked into. Maybe you were just getting a coffee. We'll call it the coffee shop and there'll be underground sheds where you can legally buy stuff but pretend like you were just getting the coffee. We'll figure out some logistical details, but I'm talking cheaper cigarettes. I'm talking legal weed. I'm talking fireworks. I'm talking gambling. And of course, easy access to pornography. You see, we're coming up with good ideas over here, over the border stores. Who wants in on this operation? All right, next is CIA chief William Burns called to reassure Kremlin after Wagner mutiny. Let's read the first paragraph. This is from the uh, Wall Street Journal. Washington CIA director William Burns quietly reached out to his Russian counterpart in the aftermath of a failed mutiny by the Wagner Group. Leader Yevgeny delivered a message that the U.S. had no involvement in Russia's Russia's internal chaos, officials familiar with the matter said. Because when two countries are not going to fight each other, but they are going to be at war with each other, but without actually fighting each other. They have to let each other know that they're still playing by some rules. And you know what the rules are? is that you can't go fuck up the oligarch shit. You know, it's like, listen, we're going to continue to fight each other. But of course, I wouldn't actually try and come for your position. I understand that when this war and whole thing's over, you're going to need to continue to be in charge and be able to continue to make your money. Just like I want to continue to be in charge and continue to make my money. And so there are rules to this, which is the oligarchs can't go after the other oligarchs. It's like if you were playing chess and the two queens were in cahoots, we're like, listen, we're not going to attack each other here. At the end of the game, we both still want to be on the board making all the money off the pawns. And so that's the way, I mean, how offensive is this that the CIA chief calls him up to go, listen, we're at war with you guys without being at war with you guys. And uh, we're going to try and, you know, keep this thing going as long as possible so that as many Ukrainians as possible uh, sacrifice their lives for you guys to have less resources at the end of this. But at the end of the day, I want your position to be safe because we're, we're this is a fair fight here. I'm not coming for your job. I mean, sure, the young men in Ukraine, as many of those people that need to die to try and make Russia have less money, of course, we're going to continue to do that. Yeah, we're going to continue to send them resources and continue to fight you guys. But, you know, it's just going to be the young men that die. I'm not going to challenge your position. I wasn't going to challenge your position. So, listen, it's being reported by the news. You don't have to be worried about this thing escalating because the oligarchs, they, they, they all know that they're safe. They're not really fighting with each other remember they're just playing a game they, they're just playing a game and the uh the, the chess pieces are just the human lives of the younger men so don't worry this isn't escalating all right now i'd like to go on a little bit of a tangent about rfk jr um and uh we do have some uh some 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 precursors You know, don't don't be taking this next piece and deleting it and then the later pieces and take the whole thing out of context. Uh, But I'd like to say, to start off, this is not, I'm not coming out as pro-vaccines, all right? Let me repeat that, I'm not pro-vaccines, you know why? I don't know anything about vaccines. Not really all that interested in researching vaccines. I wasn't a kid that enjoyed science classes. If anything, I got sucked into the corona stuff Because I could tell that they were lying to me, that they were uh, clearly infringing on our freedoms, which is the more interesting thing to me. And so I wanted to prove to the fact, hey, look, government can't be trusted. They're stripping our freedoms on the basis of this thing, and it doesn't even work the way that they're describing it. Now, I understand regulatory capture. I understand the way that government and businesses will work together. And I understand the corporate interests don't always have our, uh, our best interests in mind. I understand all this. You guys have listened to the show. So I'm not coming out and going, Hey, I am pro vaccines. That is not what I'm saying here, but we did just do an episode of part of the problem. And, uh, I like reading YouTube comments. Go ahead. You guys comment in the YouTube comments. I'll read the YouTube comments. I love reading through YouTube comments. And, uh, Some people, they heard what I had to say in criticizing uh, uh, JFK Jr. on his uh, debate appearance. And some people, they took a very tactful approach and they said, hey, seems to me like you're interested in this topic. And here's some information for you on this topic so that perhaps you can become more educated. And so to every person that sent me a polite or helpful email saying, hey, here's the information I think you're looking for. I say, thank you. At a later point in time, I might further dig into this topic. At the moment, it's not at the top of my interest list. I'm over here. I got, look, look at some of the books I got on my desk. I understand, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through some some Bob Murphy books, trying to better educate myself on uh, all sorts of topics on a top of, and it's so here, then for all the other people that were a little bit uh, cuntier about it, listen, I do my homework. I don't always pick every show topic. I'm not an expert in everything. And the fact that I come out honestly and go, hey, here's where I'm at on this topic. You should appreciate that. And I'm exploring out loud my opinions, which is a better approach because it allows me to change them. For example, if you go back to the beginning of the Corona stuff, when I first had Sam Parker, who warned everybody about that this COVID thing was going to be a big deal before anyone else even talked about or knew about it. When they first started making announcements of vaccines i got very excited i said oh wow they cured donald trump with vaccines this thing is over because my thought was typically speaking government regulators make it very difficult to bring things to market look you got donald trump who's actually saying "Fuck it let's just go for it i like science i like medicine I bet that the vaccine companies actually have something good here, and usually they wouldn't be able to bring it to market because of evil, big, bad government and all of its regulations, but look, they've got spectacular new technology. Donald Trump's a big old lardo, and he survives, so we're all going to be fine. That's the end of this COVID nonsense, which, uh, you know, all right. And then people came on the show, and they said, listen here, dummy, that's a new technology. It's a new technology and it's not like other vaccines. Dr. Krum got on that one early. He said, I wouldn't just trust it right off the bat. And then I changed my mind and started doing my homework. So I think it's good to be open and flexible and state where you're at with the information. And that way you're not too committed to a position and you can't change your mind. And so for some of the people that criticize me, I read every comment and uh, collectively you can all go fuck yourself. But I also understand where you're coming from because that's on me. If I'm saying something and everyone's misunderstanding me or taking issue with what I said on the show and I've done the show a long time and usually there isn't an overwhelming amount of comments that go, hey Rob, I think you got this one wrong. So at the same time, I respect the criticism and I note it. All right. So anyways, after reading all those negative comments, I got myself to thinking, I was like I'm going to I'm going to get this RFK Jr. guy. I'm going to watch everything he's ever done. I'm going to call up Stephen, I'm going to call up every doctor I've ever known and I'm going to I'm going to prove to everyone that your kid needs to have all the vaccines. I'm going the other way. Full hero turn. Don't you criticize me in YouTube comments, I'll criticize you. You know what? I even changed my my mind on the mRNA vaccines. Now that I think that everyone needs to get all the vaccinations all the time, because I was criticizing the YouTube comments. I even changed my mind about the vaccines from the COVID vaccine and everyone better go out there and get all the MRNAs full heel turn. Let's go catch up. You're five behind on your booster program. No, I didn't go that far. Uh, but I did watch more RFK uh, um, junior interviews. And once again, I want to say I'm not anti-vaccines or pro-vaccines. I don't have any stance on childhood vaccinations because I know zero about it. Let me repeat that. I have no opinion on childhood vaccinations because I know zero about it. And then also, I do have a slight appreciation for the RFK Jr. guy, because as far as Democrats go, having a Democrat saying, we got to get out of the Ukraine war, uh, the ESG racket's just a racket, people need to have their free speech. And this Fauci guy really fucked up with the vaccines and we got to deal with the regulatory capture. A lot of very good talking points there in which you get excited. You're like, good, this guy's out there and he's saying some shit. Might actually make some changes for the better within the Democratic Party and uh, 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 you know, unseat the deep state, put some pressure on the Democrats, get rid of all the war hawks from the machine. All exciting stuff. But now I'm going to consolidate my specific criticism about RFK jr. And, uh, his stance on vaccines. And you want to know what my criticism is after listening to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, after listening to him on that debate, after listening to him last night on, uh, the reason ma- interview thing, I don't know what his opinion is. How many of this guy's interviews do I have to watch before I actually even know what his opinion is on the topic? Because he's kind of pulling a Fauci where he goes, "Uh, I'm actually pro-vaccines. I never said that. I never said I didn't like vaccines. Did I ever say, when did you say I didn't like vaccines? If you can tell me specifically what my opinion was and then disprove to me where I got my opinion wrong that I won't state. You tell me what my opinion was and how I got my opinion wrong. This isn't my signature issue. I mean, sure, I'd make changes that would affect this, but it's not my signature issue. So my criticism is that a person who's interested in the information, why won't you actually tell me in a straightforward fashion what your opinion is? How much, how much research do I have to do to establish what your opinion is to then evaluate whether or not it's true or not? Uh, and it seems like he's taken a lot of steps to kind of evade stating his opinion which uh, as a person, I, I don't, as a person who's curious in this, I'm not sure that I fully, uh, I find it, I find that it's a, it, it's like kind of a, uh, weasley move, I guess I would say, I, I guess that's uh, and so let me further explain. So I've listened to him on this topic. And so he says, he, t- there's quite a few things that I hear him say. One, Rogan probably listened to 45 minutes about that. And he's got an issue with mercury and other topics and other toxins that were, are within the vaccines. Oh, I also listened to him for a couple hours on, uh, um, the no horse, but uh, Brett, uh, uh, the no, no horseman, whatever. And that one delved deeper into the science stuff on it. Um, which by the way, after listening to that, I'm convinced that vaccines might've been what ruined cheese for me because I used to drink milk by the gallons. And then suddenly out of nowhere, I became so violently lactose intolerant that eating dairy actually made me nauseous within two hours of eating it. And it took me a while to even figure out that that's what was making me nauseous. It was because I was eating pizza faunch because I always ate pizza faunch. And now I'm looking back because I wondered, I was like, how would 30 or 32. Do you just spontaneously actually become allergic to something that you eat your entire life? And I'm looking back, I got to figure out, cause I do actually think I can figure out the timetable on this. My sister, uh, when she had her first kid, like said, I mean, she gave me such a stink about that. I have to get a flu shot before I see the kid. I was like, I'm not getting a flu shot. I've never gotten a flu shot my entire life. Why are you gonna get a flu shot? She's like, you're going to kill my baby. And I was like, all right, like, fine, I'll get a flu shot. And then I was driving with my dad to get the flu shot, and I was just—I uh, went on this rant in the car about how, uh, you know, the flu shot's just designed to get you to buy more on Christmas, and I, <laughs> which is just. It's just nonsense from an old Simpsons episode, but I was just, I was rehashing that. And then I was telling him, you know, the flu shot gives people the flu. I was just saying all the nonsense I've ever heard about flu shots. I just didn't want to get one because I just never got one. And it just seems stupid for me to get one. But my sister was very insistent. Hey, if you want to see this baby, I'm a nurse practitioner, you better get a flu shot. And now I'm wondering after listening to uh, 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 RFK, So while I both don't believe him, I'm willing to blame pharmaceutical companies for the fact that I don't eat cheese. And I do think that we need to change the law that I should be allowed to sue pharmaceutical companies for the depreciation of how much worse my life is now that I can't eat cheese anymore or dairy products. I mean, we're talking about, the best, the best items. I don't cheesecake. I don't have ice cream. I'm not putting cheese on sandwiches. I don't have pizza. When was the last time you even heard me really talk about sandwiches? That, that used to be all we did on the show until all of a sudden I couldn't eat cheese anymore. And I realized I can't be a person who's commentating on sandwiches if I'm not eating cheese in my lifestyle. So, you know, if we can change the laws specifically to keep, hold pharmaceutical companies accountable for the reduction of joy in my lifestyle as a person who went through a rough, uh, breakup with cheese. I'm okay with that law change. All right. But now back to my criticism. So, uh, he's got scattered stories of harmful incidents from, uh, random vaccines. It's not like he says all of them. He goes, well, here was an issue with this one. Here was an issue with that one. And then he talks about how there was no double blinds, but what I don't hear him telling me is specifically is. So are we getting rid of, if you're in charge tomorrow, are we getting rid of all of the vaccines? And if we are getting rid of all the vaccines like can you explain to me the like cost benefit here of hey the vaccine programs the way that they currently exist are causing blank amount of injury and getting rid of them uh or they don't even offer enough protection that getting rid of them we need to be concerned about blank diseases coming back i know nothing about this let me make this clear i want to make it clear once again This is a huge topic of which if I wanted to dig into verify or debunk, I would have to have an understanding of, I guess every single vaccine that's mandated. Um, Like it's too big of a topic. What what the benefit is of the vaccine, whether or not the studies are accurate, like the COVID stuff over the course of reading for every day for two years, I was kind of able to digest, okay, here's what's wrong with this product to dig in on stuff that has existed now for like 60 or 70 years. That is beyond the scope of what I can either prove or disprove. But if you're a person running for president and you think that vaccines do cause autism, so are they causing autism at a rate at which they're actually more dangerous than they are helpful? I think that that's an important aspect of your opinion are we getting rid of all of the vaccination program but everything i hear from him is him going well you tell me what my opinion is well here's some problems with some of these vaccines there's not a lot of very like he's not saying anything very specific and then he goes it's not my signature issue but it kind of is because you're talking about regulatory capture and if you're talking about dealing with regulatory capture in a way that would change the way that uh we educate or vaccinate most of the population that does sound like, and if you do think that they're overwhelmingly bad and they're harming kids, why wouldn't you make this your signature issue? Or why wouldn't you care more about it? Um, so I'm not done with this topic. I'm sure we'll revisit it. Uh, I've already had doctors hitting me up with more information. I've had emails of, Hey, you got to look into this at the moment. You know, I don't have any little kids around in my life that I got to research whether or not I want to vaccinate, but just as a, uh, to hone the criticism, I've watched a lot of RFK Jr. for him to not take what seems like a uh, firm like position on the topic, which I don't understand. If it's something that you know well and you think is harming people, shouldn't you just be clear and give that warning? And if you don't think that it's mostly bad and that the trade-off is actually that it benefits everybody, maybe you should be more clear on that so that people aren't not getting vaccinated. Uh, with all that said, I'll just say two more things that I think are obvious to me on this topic. One, it makes no sense why there shouldn't be liability for companies. Uh, in fact, I almost think it should be the opposite where if, we're, uh, if the benefits from vaccination are in that most people actually get vaccinated, then if there's single individuals who are getting harmed, but it's mostly beneficial to society, There should be a tremendous insurance payment to the people that are harmed that go beyond just the suffering of the harm to as almost like a a reverse insurance policy for like, if we know that if we're putting something out, like look at it this way, we're going to put something out and it's beneficial to society, but it's only beneficial if everyone gets it and a hundred people are going to be harmed by this. Let's just say we know that, but it benefits society as a whole. I think the only way that you should be allowed to use such a product is if you go and we're going to give blank to the hundred people who are harmed by it and still a choice whether or not you're going to get it. I don't think I, obviously there should be uh, no force involved. Um, and then also the idea of, well, I want to make it safer. Well, that's fine. That's fine to make things safer. But are you saying under the current situation where these are not double blind tested, you would throw them all out? You would encourage people not to get it. Because like I hear him be asked, he goes, well, we would just make them safer. Well, we're, only going to allow what's safe. We just want safe. So are you saying what currently exists isn't safe and you would be getting rid of it? Do you at least someone understand my criticism? Let me hone it. Let me hone this even better. And then we can move on. I once had, uh, I worked a crappy job once restocking vending machines. And, uh, I remember my boss said something to me, which I uh, kind of appreciated. He was like a really, uh, Uh, really smart, like had a long uh, marketing career. Then he started this because he wanted to have his own company. And he was, uh, it was interesting to watch because he was the opposite personality of me and that he was extremely meticulous on organization, keeping records. I really got to see what it takes to run even a, what you would think is a simpler business of like restocking vending machines and the willpower that goes into actually managing that well. Um, and, uh, like also like he would do organizational days and he would, you know, give that pep talk of, Hey, we're not losing work here because the hours that it saves, keeping everything organized and maintained. Um, but I remember him saying like, he's like, I'm a pretty smart guy. And if I read something twice and I still don't understand it, I'm moving on. Um, and I feel that sometimes with information, like a lot of people, you might think I lack clarity with all my uh, rants and otherwise, and see so you move on. You maybe don't listen to this. You go, hey, he's too scatterbrained, and he's not clearly telling me his point of view. And I understand that. And that's why a lot of people don't listen to this podcast. But my criticism of RFK specifically on this topic is that I've now listened to you four times for a substantial amount of time, and I don't know what your position is. And so at a minimum, I just say that that's annoying, or it signals to me that there's uh, you're not fully representing your opinion because you don't want it to be qualified. I'll leave it at that for now. I'm sure that there will be more on this topic as uh, you know, it gets people going. I'm sure I'll get all sorts of emails, and maybe I'll read the information, or maybe I won't. I feel like I already ranted enough on something that I didn't even want to take a position on. Isn't that fun and circular, everybody? All right. Uh, there was an interesting uh, court opinion that was uh, handed down last week from the supreme court so i remember a couple years ago you had that gay cake you had some baker they go in and they go hey i want uh, i want a cake and i want nothing but men painted on the top of this i want celebration of dan and mike and the guy's like i'm a christian do you mind going to a different baker and he goes no you're gonna make me this cake and the whole thing made no sense to me because if a guy doesn't want to make you a cake you really want him making you a cake You think that's going to taste like a good cake? You think the guy's going to do a nice job with it? And if you own a store and you don't want to make a cake for someone, no soup for you. Isn't that part of owning a business that you can go, listen, I don't want to have to serve you? For whatever reason, you throw people out of a store if they're being obnoxious. I guess, fine, being gay is not obnoxious. That's not like a, a uh, uh, a fair comparison. But if you're a religious individual and you don't want to make a cake for someone, doesn't it make more sense? Firstly, a cake is not like a necessity for life. It's not water to your house. It's not like, hey, I provide water to this area, and I don't like you, so I'm not gonna provide water to your house. This is an item that doesn't need to exist. You don't need to have cake, and even if you did need to have cake, this isn't the only person that you can get cake from. So firstly, why do you want cake from the person that doesn't want to make you a cake? right? And secondly, why should, why should a person be forced to make you the cake? Should have looked that one up. Cause I seem to remember that the court d- d- decided for the, for the gay couple and not the baker, but similar court case this time around where a lady makes websites, gay couple, they want a really gay website. That's the grinder express wedding spectacular. I met Mike on this app and you can meet your lover too. Orgy's on the second floor. I don't know that any of this was being included, but conceptually, if you're going to force someone to engage in labor that they don't want to engage in, that they can't pick their own clientele for whatever reason, I mean, maybe the person needed to be more tactful in saying, here's why I don't want to take that. Like they could just go, Hey, I'm too busy at this time. Maybe that would have been better than going, Hey, listen, the wedding that you have here is beautiful. I mean, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe these owners just need to be more tactful and go, I'm sorry but I actually don't have time to take on this project right now, which maybe that's more difficult if you like you're a bakery. I would think if you got a website store, what are they going to do? They're going to somehow uh, get a hold of your records of uh, what websites you are and aren't building right now and what kind of availability you have in your schedule. Uh, but going the other way, we covered an article here not too long ago in the New York Post of uh, Christians trying to run themselves a nude place just for women to bathe nude together weird. And then trans people showing up and ruining it. And the person from the article sounding like they were a troll where they were taking pride in the fact that they had ruined someone's business. They didn't even want to use the thing. They just wanted to ruin it. So it goes both ways where it also seems like you've got these, uh, like tattletale bully type people that want to go use businesses that they don't even want to use just so they can go, Hey, you're not letting me in here and then go complain to the teacher and get them in trouble. Seems to go, uh, both ways. Now, in my own opinion, I think the way liberty should work is you really shouldn't be forced to do anything so if i own a business and i don't want to let someone in my business i don't want someone on my property why am i going to force somebody and i think the market punishes you for that i think if you went to new york city and someone put up a big old sign in the front of their store that said no jews allowed you probably wouldn't see a ton of people at that business and you know what i would rather know that oh this guy doesn't want my business. I'll go spend my money somewhere else. Isn't that almost the better way to approach things? That guy doesn't want me here. I'll go spend my money somewhere else. You don't think the market can reward and like, do we really think we're going to live in a world where if bigots say, Hey, I don't want to serve whoever here, that that's going to be enriched in the market and that other people are going to be left without any place that they can go for goods and services. I don't think that's the state of the world that we live in. I guess I got more confidence in the goodness of mankind and the power of free markets of just exchanging things for dollars than uh, our overlords do. But this was the dissenting opinion. You know, most of the judges said, listen, uh, you shouldn't, if you've got, uh, and I I don't even know why this becomes a religious issue. You know, what can I say? I guess I'm one of the sole individuals that believes in the freedom, which includes the freedom of discrimination uh, and the benefits that come with that, which includes that the people being discriminated against can realize, oh, that person doesn't like me and go financially enrich and uh, uh, mingle with people that actually do like them. All right, but anyways, they go, I think it was on religious, uh, no, 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 on freedom of speech grounds. And this was interesting because it's like, if I'm a person that gives lectures and uh, let's just say the white nationalist party of Texas decides to hire me for a lecture and I go, well, I don't really want to give a speech to the white nationalist party of Texas. I don't think that's going to look good for my brand. Uh, I'm out here trying to say I'm not a white nationalist and I'm pro-freedom. And now you got the white nationalists. And they're asking me to speak at their convention. I don't want to speak for these people. I don't want to speak to these people. And I don't think that's going to be good for my brand. I think we can all agree with that. What are you going to force me to engage in labor that I don't want to engage in to clients that I don't want to work for? And so they said that it was basically the same thing here. If I'm a church person, and uh, I'm not saying that I care if you go get married, but I'm saying I don't want to make a custom website that celebrates what I see as being a sin in the eyes of the Lord, how can I be forced to engage in labor for a client whose money I'd rather not take? Isn't that basically slavery at that point? If government comes in and says that you have to do labor, that you're uninterested in performing for someone that for whatever reason, you don't want to perform labor for them. Isn't that like almost a form of slavery at that point? So I'm being forced to engage in labor that I don't want to engage in for compensation that I'd rather not have. But there was a dissenting opinion. And so I'd like to read to you pieces uh, from the uh, dissenting opinion. All right. What a difference five years makes Carson versus Macon 590 us blank blank Sotomayor blank blank blank. Okay, and not just at the court around the country. There's been a backlash to the movement for liberty and equality for gender and sexual minorities. New forms of inclusion have been met with reactionary exclusion. This is heartbreaking. Sadly, it is also familiar. When the civil rights and the women's rights movement sought equality in public life, some public establishments refused, some even claimed based on sincere religious beliefs, constitutional rights to discriminate, the brave justices who once sat at this court decisively rejected those claims. Um, it's like this redefining of liberty. To me, li- liberty would be the freedom, including to discriminate. And so even here where she goes... Uh, Uh, new forms of inclusion have been met with reactionary exclusion. Isn't that the market kind of going, Oh, these people like me. I'm going to hang out with these people. These people don't like me. I'm going to hang out with these people. Isn't that okay? All right. I got, I got, I got better takes here. Let's continue. A public accommodations law is a law that guarantees to every person the full and equal enjoyment of places of public accommodation without unjust discrimination. The American people, through their elected representatives, have enacted such laws at all levels of government, the federal rights, civil rights of 1964. Um, now, eh, should have gone over this beforehand. A public accommodations law is a law that guarantees to every person the full and equal enjoyment of places of public accommodation without unjust discrimination. But like, I don't know who gets to decide who's the protected class is it like endangered, endangered species, who falls into the category. If I'm a no shirt enthusiast, should I be allowed in stores that say no shirts or this was the real port I wanted to get at uh this purpose does not depend on whether goods or services are otherwise available discrimination is not simply dollars cents hamburgers and movies it's the humiliation frustration embarrassment that a person must surely feel when he is told that he's unacceptable as a member of the public because of his social identity well what about the embarrassment of when you realize that you're forced to engage in labor that you don't want to engage in? when the sleeper and when the teacher comes in and they go listen your christian identity is so reprehensible you're not allowed to have this faith. This faith is discriminatory. And so, therefore, I will come in as the moral uh, arbitrator and say that you are despicable and therefore you have to engage in this forced labor. It is equally the uh, inability to explain to a child that, regardless of education, civility, court, courtesy, and morality, he will be denied the right to enjoy equal treatment. Oh, and this was the last thing I wanted to read. And the decades that followed, the nation opened its eyes. By the way, these are uh, scattered pieces that I pulled out to uh, criticize the perspective that I believe is a perversion of liberty. And the decades that followed, the nation opened its eyes to another injustice. People with disabilities, though inherently full and equal members of the public, had been excluded from many areas of public life. This exclusion worked harms not only to disabled people's standard of living, but to their dignity too. And I just want to say something, because this is talking about businesses needing to make accommodations for disabled persons. And I know that this is terrible, but God discriminated against you. I, I, I know that that's kind of a funny and terrible way to say it, but like, let's say I open up a yoga studio that's on the second story. So I, I mean, I don't know the exact laws here, but are you saying that every single business needs to be suitable for every single individual? Because what about me if I'm just trying to open a business that uh, is for a particular clientele that doesn't necessarily... The activity itself doesn't really uh, exist for disabled people. And what if I can't afford my, to run my business in a way that like accommodates disabled people? Now, do I think that certain businesses might be able to ex- specifically create businesses that would help disabled people? I'm sure there's a market for that. Do I think that there's some individuals who could probably pretty easily make their businesses more, acceptable, more accessible for disabled people and that it's a nice thing to do? Of course. Do I think you in your free time could go volunteer and help disabled people? Sure. That's a really nice thing to do. Do I think that government should force you to make accommodations for customers that don't necessarily fit your business plan and might mean that you can't run your business or provide for your family? Do I think a lawyer should be able to pull up on your business and go, oh, look, there was this law, and I know that you bought the building, and the building is currently designed in this way, but guess what? If some uh, person in a wheelchair wanted to come here, even though you're teaching MMA classes, and no person in a wheelchair has ever wanted to come here ever, you're still not in compliance, and therefore, we're shutting down your business. All right, I think that's our episode. I think I yelled quite a bit. I think we covered some good topics and so we'll take this opportunity as a friendly reminder, Summerports tour. You can go to Robbiethefire.com, uh, which has all the dates or anything that's uh, completely independent and that I just put up the event right for. Uh, the better website is probably tour.com because you don't have to click as many links to get directly to the dates. Here are the most recent ones coming up. I got Milwaukee. I think Madison Wisconsin. Uh, which is like a Sunday afternoon day drinker. I'm going to get after it. Oh my God, am I going to drink on that Sunday? I'm going to start in Milwaukee. I'm going to make my way over to Madison, get myself back to the airport and get after it. Okay. Uh, Weekend after that, big weekend. Firstly, Austin, Texas, Thursday night. I've got a handful of incredibly talented Austin comedians on the show along with BK Chris, followed by a live podcast, me and Scott Horden. That's a crazy roster for bring your own beers, 20 bucks, hang out. I mean, that's a crazy roster. The next night, please come support down at Houston. Most of these shows, they're backyards. 30 people show up, and it's a party, and we, we did it. This time, Club gave me a chance. They're giving me Friday night, primetime spot, 8 p.m. I've got Adam Lucky from The Creek in the Cave and Joe Rogan's Comedy Mothership. i got BK Chris with me. I'm headlining. If you live in the Houston area, come support that show. And then we are going to be out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, out on my friend Wes's. Uh, he's got like a desert establishment. And uh, we're going to be out in the desert, doing deserty things, shooting some rattlesnakes, riding some dirt bikes, cooking up some meth, having ourselves a party. So those are the next six dates. I got 18 dates in total all over the country. Go check out the list. Come support the tour. That is it. We did it. Great uh, hanging out with you guys back probably Friday with another episode. Later.